0: So, firstly, thank you very much, Alex, uh, for giving me opportunity uh, to interview you for my YouTube channel and podcast.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Actually, sorry sorry, I'm late, but I got caught up in a meeting and uh, didn't know how to get out of it. But yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So, I thought to introduce you to my audience and tell the work that you are doing uh, to my audience.
1: Can you please introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. So, yeah, my name is Alex. I am originally from the UK, but I'm living in Thailand at the moment. Uh, I'm an iOS developer. I actually started just uh, uh, about three weeks ago my first job as an iOS developer and uh, still working remotely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I started developing, well, my whole journey as a developer started less than a year ago um i actually wrote my first lines of code i think it was december of last year um i did one of the uh actually started off with javascript i did one of the courses on udemy started with javascript and um i don't know i didn't really love it that much Uh, and then i decided to try out building apps so i started learning swift and uh, yeah, that seemed to work much better than uh, JavaScript for me. So, so what, is what is
0: the, your educational uh, background? You have tech background?
1: No, not at all. Um, I like as I mentioned, I I never wrote any code before last year. Um, coding. I mean, I've always been really interested and passionate about technology. Um, but I've never studied computer programming or computer science or anything like that. Um, And in fact, it was one of those things where I always used to think it would be really cool to be a developer, a programmer, but I always used to think it's not for me because when I was in school, I was really bad at math. And for some reason, I had this idea that you've got to be good at math and logic to be a, a good developer. Uh, but then a friend of mine in South Korea a few years ago, I think it was like two and a half years ago, uh, told me that she started learning coding and she also had no background in uh, in, um, in programming. So I thought, well, let me give it a try as well and uh, see how I get on. But yeah, definitely no no professional background or no academic background in programming.
0: So, how much time you took uh, to understand uh, the terminology of... uh...
1: So, (laughs) it took me... I I, I can't even begin to think and process how many hours I put into it. It was a very slow start. Um, As I said, I started with JavaScript. And... At first, I would say that probably uh, I did JavaScript for about a month. Um, and I was doing maybe on average two or three hours a day of the uh, of the boot of the course. But those two or three hours, I might have watched the same tutorial twice or three times. like I was really trying to make sure I'm taking notes and really trying to make sure I was actually understanding it. Um, I think for the first, maybe for the first two or three weeks of doing it for two three hours a day, I still didn't really understand what I was doing. Then after a while, maybe on the third week, I started to get a general understanding of what the code was actually doing. What does a function do? What does it mean to return something from a function? Um, But once I started to understand that, and I realized that with JavaScript, it's it's only like one piece of the puzzle. You still need a graphical element to actually see what you're doing. And that's what kind of put me off a little bit because I realized JavaScript on its own is either not enough or it would take a lot of time and work to actually create a final product. So that's when I switched over to Swift and um, app development because I thought if I'm going to learn something from scratch, I'd rather it be something where I can create a product from start to finish just using one language and all you know in a kind of more seamless way so when i started learning swift um i, I would say the beginning was relatively easy because i a lot of the things from javascript i mean that the logic side is the similar is similar in programming in general so understanding what a function does what a variable is what a constant is um but then when I started getting into more advanced, uh, programming, I would say I probably spent three months stuck in, uh, tutorial hell of just watching tutorials, copying what the, um, what the tutor was doing. I'm probably on my fourth month of Swift. And when I started building my my own little projects, that's when I started to understand actually how how it works um, at a low level with the code. Um, but it, it was still, it, it was very difficult. And actually, what I noticed is the teacher made a huge difference, at least for me. Um, I started Swift with a, one of the popular um, Udemy courses. And the teacher was quite good, but I didn't really love her teaching style. And I also used to think that sometimes the way she explained things just didn't make much sense. Like it it took her too long to explain simple things and then more complicated things, she just went over very, very quickly. Uh, So I was often re-watching the same videos over and over again. So what I started doing and what really worked well for me was I start. I found some other courses from different teachers, but I started from scratch. So even though I'd been programming for three or four months at that point, I still started from the very beginning just to go over the basics from a new point of view with, with a new teacher. And doing that two or three times with two or three different courses, uh, that's when I really started to think, okay, I actually understand how this works now. So, overall, to answer your question shortly, um, more briefly, from when I started learning Swift to where I thought I actually understand this, probably four to five months.
0: So, what is iOS development?
1: iOS development? What it is? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Um, Well... It's basically uh, creating. Um, it's basically creating apps. Now there's different languages that you could use to uh, build apps for iOS, uh, but I chose to go native, uh, so I only learned Swift. I or well, Swift, a little bit of Objective C. Um, but I know there's other ways, but I, I just went with the with the native language. Um, and what is iOS development? It's basically this idea of creating, from, from my point of view, it's the idea of creating a product that then you can either use to monetize or you can sell it on the app store um, and you basically can transform an app idea into a business. Um, and the advantage of programming for iOS as opposed to Android um, is that there are fewer devices I would say, and the whole eco, the whole Apple ecosystem, um, at least for me, is much simpler. And also, I used Apple products, and I have for a very long time. So it just made sense for me to get into iOS rather than uh, rather than Android.
0: So, what what are the applications that you worked on?
1: Well, I mean, to be honest with you, um, while I was learning, I I had many app ideas, but I always got started and never finished them. And I think this is something that a lot of uh, developers can relate to. So I would get on with the design, um, have an idea in my mind of what the app should look like, but I never completed the apps because I always used to think, but my, my app ideas were always quite simple or too complicated. So I thought the simple apps, there's no point in uh, finishing them to put them on the app store because they're too simple. There's already a million apps that do exactly the same thing. Um, And the really complicated ones, to be honest, I think I just lacked a bit of motivation. Um, When it started to get really difficult, I thought, I mean, do I really want to do this? So what I did instead, when I realized I didn't want to release any of my own apps on the app store, because when I started programming the idea was always I want to find a job. It was never I want to be an indie developer. I always thought I want to, you know, I want a job. So what I did instead is I focused on some core technologies or on apps where I could showcase what I could do or how the language works for recruiters and I built small apps that focused only on showing that. And then I put them on GitHub. Uh, so in total, I think I have about maybe 15 or 20 uh, projects on GitHub. And um, what I did then was on my CV, I put links to all of the different projects and a quick overview of what technologies are used, uh, what problems do they solve so that the um, interviewer, the recruiters could um, get an idea of what I can do without having actual apps on the app store basically. Um, but now, like the the job I have now, um, I'm actually not developing for iOS, it's for Mac, but similar. it's the same principle, same language, um, and it's a medical software.
0: So, you did the, your own project. So, you have used so many technologies for it, you have used so many tools for it. So what is your favorite project and why you like it so much and what are the tools that you use? And why? what is the main reason that attracted you?
1: So um, my favorite project, yeah, that's a good question. And actually, I, I, don't, I don't even remember. The last time I worked on my own projects was probably a couple of months ago. Uh, I started building um, a social media app, which... The UI is basically a clone of Instagram Uh, but the idea of this app was to, um, so so the the target audience would have been artists. So musicians, dancers, painters, writers, anybody who is really into creating um, any kind of, any form of art. And it was meant to be a platform for them to share their work, whether it was audio If it's a musician or videos, photos, kind of like Instagram, basically. It's like a clone of Instagram, but without ads, without any kind of algorithms trying to push certain things instead of others. So it it was almost like how Instagram used to be. Now, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you remember Instagram pre-Facebook. Um It, it used to, like before before Facebook bought Instagram, it used to be a very different uh, app. The timeline um, was in, in an order that actually made sense. So my idea was I want to create a social media platform for artists where people can publish their work without having to worry about the algorithm, using specific keywords, kind of making a, making it easier for artists to share their work basically. Um, And the reason why it was my favorite is because I thought this is something I would want to use myself. So I was mainly thinking, I am also the target audience of this. So I have the opportunity to, um, you know, make something that I would enjoy using. And also because it was very complicated to build. There were so many different elements um, in the UI, Um, even creating my own camera module um, so that the user could take pictures or shoot videos from within the app and then import them. So there were were lots of things. I didn't actually finish the app, but there were many things where I was... There there were many times when I thought I could actually release this. Like I thought this could actually work. Um, So yeah, that was probably my favorite one that I worked on. So you said about the functionalities.
0: So, what is the inspiration behind uh, this? Why you wanted to do this?
1: Well, it's it's like as I said, I wanted to make a social media platform for people who just want to share their art. Because I think the problem now, for example, for me, I'm a I'm a I'm a musician as well. I'm not not professionally, but like I, I loved. I used to share a lot of my music on YouTube and Instagram, but when I open Instagram nowadays, it just feels like teenagers. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't want to make me share anything. I feel like it's completely, I don't feel like I'm the target audience for Instagram anymore, but because it is so popular, I kind of still use it. Um, so yeah, my, my inspiration was just create a platform, for people who are not interested in anything else other than art, and that's all you find on this app.
0: So, uh, you don't have tech background, but uh, you entered into uh, iOS development, you understood uh, the mechanism of uh, the software, and uh, you know what exactly to put in order to get uh, a particular output.
1: Yeah, I know where to look for. So what,
0: what kind of thinking that you used to have uh, in order to uh, uh, what, what made you to connect with this uh, uh, only this? because you have different uh, uh, platforms, right? Not only iOS, uh, you can also build up apps on uh, Android and you can also build uh, apps on different uh, platforms. But why this? Is this because your sensibility have connected with this because you have that logical, everything is logical, of course, programming is logical. But why only
1: uh, iOS? Um, I've Mostly it's just because I use Apple products. So for me, it made sense. Like I've always used iPhone for well, basically since it came out. And I've only been using Macs and iPads. Like I'm fully in the Apple ecosystem. So for me, it was never a question of I will go and develop for Android because I thought that's a world I know nothing about. And I'm already starting in something I know nothing about. I don't want to have two things uh, that are completely new for me. Uh, So for me, it just made sense. I'm so familiar with Apple products and apps and the way they feel and the way they look, um, that it just made sense for me to get into iOS development um, rather than Android. Yeah, I, I never, I never considered Android, to be honest.
0: So I personally am a software engineer. I did masters in software engineering, and I have a, a, a graduation in computer science and engineering. So I did projects for my degree and for my two degrees, web applications. Uh, so without having any tech background, you entered into this and you learned it very fast. I, uh, one year is very quick uh, to understand. Uh, uh, without having any tech background that's uh, we have like what what exactly happens in our graduation that teaches what uh, what exactly what so uh, but it's one year is very uh, less time it's uh, you're very quick in understanding and learning and you, you already got an opportunity to work in a company that's that's, that's an amazing thing. it shows uh, how much interest and uh, the, the passion that you have towards the subject so these many projects so how you did in this small time? Because uh, uh, do you have you trained anywhere, or you uh, uh, trained your mind?
1: It was uh, so basically. Um, I think the way because I also thought I haven't been studying long enough to get a job. And for many months when I was learning, I never felt like I could do this professionally because I was always watching tutorials, researching stuff online. Uh, I had no idea what a professional environment would be like, would look like um, in the development world. What changed was um, basically my idea was this. I thought I decided I'm going to dedicate one year to learning. I already had a job before this, uh, not related to programming, uh, but when I started, I thought I'm going to learn for a year and then I'm going to start applying for jobs so that I can make this career change. The training, the mind, that's an interesting thing because the uh, I used to be an English teacher for an online school in China and I'd been working there for a few years and that was the hardest thing. Like for me, the hardest thing wasn't learning the language or remembering things because I could just write them down and then always reference uh, back to my notes. The hardest thing was training my mind to think in that way. Because if you've never programmed before, your brain just doesn't even know where to start. It's like a completely rewiring of uh, the way I thought. And it was very difficult for me to do when I was also working because I was spending about three to four hours a day in the morning learning programming and then I was doing my teaching for six hours and I was switching between logical thinking and then into teacher mode and it was very difficult. I always felt this big gap between how I think normally and how I need to think to be a programmer. What changed was in July, um, for various reasons, I had to, I decided to quit my job uh, as a teacher. And I mean, I live in Thailand, so it's a pretty cheap country uh, compared to uh, Western countries. And I had enough savings and I decided instead of jumping into another job, I'm going to dedicate 10 hours a day to learning programming and i'm going to do nothing else so as soon as i left my job in july that's pretty much what i did for about three months i was just spending 10 to 12 hours a day only programming watching tutorials jumping around building small projects but just 100 percent of my day was all about programming and it was kind of it was it was awful uh, after a while i really burnt out Um, But that's when I started to think like a programmer, because the whole day, even when I wasn't writing code, I was still thinking about how can I solve this problem? Uh, And that's when I realized, okay, now I'm actually thinking in that logical way. So as long as I keep improving it, I've already retrained my brain to think in that way. But if I hadn't quit my job, I'm sure I wouldn't be at a point where I could be good enough to get a job. I just, yeah, doing it for 10 to 12 hours a day is what really made the difference to me.
0: So what is the first point that you learned uh, when you started uh, learning programming? What is the first point when you understood that I'm understanding something?
1: When, it's when I started making my own projects, even when they were very small and very simple, and I think one one thing that puts many people off with building their own project, because I know I, I'm maybe not so much anymore, but I used to be quite active on Twitter and the whole tech Twitter uh, community. I think what puts a lot of people off is we are all very good at following tutorials. And we can do some quite complicated things when we are watching tutorials, but then if we want to make our own project, we could never make something anywhere uh, ne- anywhere close as good as what we did in the tutorials. And we think, oh, it means I don't understand anything because we don't even wanna try and build something super simple because we are used to making more complex things in tutorials. And I fell into that trap many times. I was watching tutorials. I was building these complex apps. I understood what I was doing but I wasn't able to recreate it myself. I was basically just copying code from everywhere. But then what I started doing was um, there's a website where there's a bunch of free APIs that you can use. And I started going through these APIs and there's, for example, APIs to get pictures from Mars, uh, APIs for the weather. Um, APIs to generate random quotes. There's like loads of different APIs. So I started going through the list and every time I found an API that sounded interesting, I would build an app on that API. So for a long time, all I was doing was every day, choose an API, build an app, and that was it. And even though at the time it was, it felt very repetitive because at the end, all I was doing was creating a JSON file to collect data, to collect, making a network call, collecting the data from the API and then displaying it in some form of UI. But the more I did it, the easier it became. And then I could start implementing little things. Like I could, okay, let me put a button here to refresh the API and make a new network call. Let me try making this in swift ui let me try making this in ui kit using different frameworks so even though i was always building very small projects they were always my own and i wasn't using any tutorials and that's when i I realized okay i can actually do this all i need to do now is get better at it but it has to be in small steps i think that the, the transition between tutorials and your own projects is huge. It's a very, very big step. It's almost like restarting again. So, how much you understood about IOS? Um, well, I mean, now I think, now I think I understand it quite well. Um, it, it took me a while, especially because, uh, like, the, the, there's two frameworks. Well, there's more than two, but like the two main uh frameworks let's say would be ui kit and swift ui and i started with ui kit and i think the thing that took me the most the thing that took me the longest to understand was probably the whole like delegates and protocol pattern um and setting that up like swift ui is much easier um but now i'm I'm, you know I'm, i'm doing it every day and um everything I do, like, even when it's difficult, I still understand what's going on. Um, So, I mean, at this point, I think, I I can say that I understand how the Swift language works and how IMS programming works. Um, But it it did take me many months to get to a point where I could say that.
0: So, uh, you learned learned software, uh, you learned, uh... Uh, building software or understanding software for the devices with the top uh, the top devices in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how is your feeling?
1: Um, well, I don't know. I've never I've never really thought about it that way. Um, to me, it, it just it, it's not. Again, it's not the reason why I did, like I I didn't do it because I thought I wanna build for Apple. Like I wanna be in the like elite side of things. It was just, I don't know anything about Android. Um, I already have the devices so I can test the apps. Um, And also to be honest, it's from the research I did, uh, iOS developers, are more in demand and uh, just paid better. So I thought, you know, if I'm going to start learning something from scratch, I want to put myself in the position to be hired as quickly as possible and to make as much money as possible. Because at the end of the day, it is a job, right? So um, it was that. But I never never really thought about the fact that it was like for the elite devices. Because at the end of the day, there are more Android phones out there than iOS phones, and there are some really expensive Android phones as well. Um, You know, I think for me, the thing that made it a bit easier also to make this choice, although it was a very easy choice, because Apple is a very closed system, I imagined it would be easier to learn, compare, I don't know what Android is like, but I thought, I'm sure that Apple has a lot of restrictions um and I think when someone is starting out restrictions are good. If you can do too many things, it might be easy to get lost. Um, so knowing how Apple operates, I thought well maybe their programming environment is also a bit of a, like a, a bit of a safeguard and sandbox environment to try things without bricking your device or anything like this.
0: So how your previous job experience, you as a English teacher, online English teacher, uh, that job experience helped you that, that knowledge helped you in uh, uh, improving your uh, technical skills, your programming skills?
1: It, it helped massively um, because I was teaching myself. I, I was applying the same techniques that I applied. my students are on myself so note taking uh, making sure I really understood something at its core not just kind of understood it but like really really understood it so a lot of repetition and as I said earlier that's why I watched different tutorials from different teachers from the beginning every single time because I could always find things that I maybe didn't learn the first time or couldn't remember well um, lots of note-taking, and yeah, I mean, the thing is, when you're, this idea of learning by yourself, I know a lot of people think, yeah, there's a lot of material out there, anyone can learn anything from the internet, and it is true, but you've got to know how how to teach yourself, because at the end of the day, you're watching a video, and you need to understand where your own limits are like you need to know the difference between memorizing something and understanding something because if all you're doing is memorizing it's not gonna work right you need to make sure you actually understand first and um, memorization i don't think is that useful anyway but it's more do you understand the logic like do you understand why it works also do you understand why it doesn't work which is what happens most of the time uh, so yeah i think Having worked as a teacher for many years, it um, definitely helped.
0: So uh, you entered into iOS. so have you ever thought uh, how this uh, Steve Jobs worked on is uh, to make this very big on this planet? Um, to be
1: honest, it's not it's not my first time. um. I've never really thought about that, but it's not my first time working within Apple. Uh, Like the whole Apple ecosystem is something I'm so used to that I kind of, I give it for granted. Um, Many, many years ago, when I I used to use uh, PCs and Windows when I was a kid. Um, And then I got my first MacBook, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years ago. But it was only because i needed a software called logic pro for music uh, which i couldn't get on windows so that's when i started using mac Um, but before that i never even really cared about apple like it it, at least in europe and back in the day i mean 13 years ago we're talking about pre-iphone i think or almost brand new so apple wasn't the company it is today It was still kind of niche at least in europe so i only got apple because i needed specific software and then apple grew to be this huge company that it is today um but yeah i I, i've never really overthought like for me the apple thing it's just a device like it just happens to be that i learned to develop for those for that platform but again it is only because that's what i use if I was using Windows and Android, I probably wouldn't be developing for iOS right now. So do you know why it is standing apart from
0: all other uh, uh, softwares?
1: Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't hear that.
0: Uh, do you know why iOS is uh, standing apart from all other softwares? What is the speciality that you understood that, that the point that comes to you? Why the performance is very good? You, you created a uh, user interface, you worked on functionalities, uh, you worked on server, you worked on connectivity. So why it is so uh, powerful and uh, very easy to uh, for a user to operate it or uh, to, uh, for application to reach uh, uh, many people, I mean, expensive people in the world?
1: Yeah, I think there's different sides to this. Um... One side is apps need to meet certain criteria to be on the App Store. It's not like with Android, where at least from what I know of Android, you can make any app and have it on a phone, whether it's on the Play Store or whether you download it from uh, the browser, you can have any app as far as I understand. I think also the fact that the, the Swift language Is being constantly updated and optimized by Apple to be as efficient as possible, using the hardware as best as possible. Um, I mean, don't forget, there aren't many iPhones out there. I mean, I don't know what there is now, but there's like iPhone, there's only like three or four iPhones still in production. Pretty much all of them running the same software, iOS 15 or yeah, yeah, iOS 15 um so when you build a ui it's very easy to test it on the different screen sizes whereas with android there are so many variables when it comes to cpu power ram um storage screen size and resolution the 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 the, the ratio of the screen like there's so many there's so many variables that it, they obviously compromise I, I think at the end they will compromise the quality of the app. Also there's the camera modules. Like there are so many different camera camera modules on Android, whereas with iPhone, there's just like a couple. Um, so I, I think it's that like iOS is limited. Like everything within Apple is is limited, but within those limits, it's really good. So from my point of view, I would rather work with limitations, but knowing that when it works, it works really well. Rather than knowing I can do a bit of everything, but I have no guidelines as to what this should look like or, or or stuff like that. But the whole the whole Swift language is obviously optimized to run on Apple hardware, which I think makes it a bit easier as well.
0: So last question is: uh, What do you say
1: to the people?
0: Uh, uh, I mean, uh, to the iOS developers. People who are working for uh, uh, Apple devices, they can be beginner level or intermediate level or expert level. The point that that came into your mind when you are working on it, uh, when you are building uh, stuff, so that they it may be useful for them that uh, connected that made you think that maybe uh, that they may not think or that they need to put in their mind in order to uh, learn it in a better way, faster or understand it better.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the the learn it faster. So the first thing I would say is don't compare yourself to others. Like some people take a year, some people take five years. It doesn't, you know, it, it, it all depends on how much time can you dedicate to this? How committed are you? Um, how used to learning are you as well? Because like a, a lot of people maybe uh, get into programming but the last time they learned a new skill was maybe years ago and it is a difficult skill to learn it's not something that you can just jump into from nothing and pick up straight away it might take many tries many different teachers try different languages um like like for me for example i i started this because i wanted to make a career change it wasn't because i loved coding i loved computers and that's what i wanted to do is just it suits it it suited my lifestyle and i thought this is the next step in my career i want to stop teaching and go into something like this so it was a very pragmatic choice it wasn't driven by passion or anything like this Um, but i think like with everything the more you do it the better you get and when you get good at something that's when you start to enjoy it but it does take quite a long time to get to the point where It's fun and enjoyable. Um, When I, since July, when I started spending 12 hours a day coding, at one point I completely burnt out. Um, I couldn't even open Xcode anymore. I was just like, I'm done with this. It's not for me. Um, And then I started applying for jobs, uh, I think at the beginning of October. And I was getting rejected everywhere. I think I did maybe a couple of interviews um but i had no work experience at all um and everywhere i looked it looked it seemed as, they, as though they were looking for people with years of experience mid-senior level like it was really difficult to find um jobs that openly said they're looking for junior developers so i was just applying for everything um because i thought you know what like i will let them say no to me rather than me just give up Without even trying, so I just applied to a bunch of jobs in a month. Just got rejected all the time, um, and at one point, I think towards the end of October or beginning of November, I thought I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give up the idea of um, of becoming a developer. I thought this isn't for me. It's not something I enjoy. I spend a lot of time doing it. It's just too difficult to get a job. That's what I thought. And then I stopped programming for about a month towards the end of September. And I was quite happy not programming anymore. And then about a month ago, I thought, you know what, let me just try one more time to apply for jobs. And I went online and I read different, uh, a few different blog posts on how to write a CV as someone who is looking for their first job. So I think that's very important. Like when you're writing your CV, even if you've had fifteen other jobs, if they are not related to programming, it doesn't really matter. Nobody cares that you used to work at the supermarket or as an English teacher or anything like this. They want to know what have you what have you built. So what I did is what I told you at the beginning. instead of I, I opened my CV with just like a quick overview of who I am and basically that. there's just a few a few paragraphs about that. And then I just put 15 projects, links to GitHub, core technologies used, so that at a first glance the recruiter could see that and not oh, this person has no work experience. So I rewrote my CV in this way, and then I went on to LinkedIn and I just set my filters to, uh, you know, LinkedIn you can do like easy apply, so you don't have to register on other websites. So I just put my filters to everywhere in the European Union um, where you could work remotely and with the easy apply. And I just went through every single job, didn't even read it, just applied to every single job, 10 pages of jobs. And I did this on a Monday, Monday morning or Monday afternoon. And within a few hours, I started getting a few emails um, saying, We're really sorry, unfortunately, blah, blah, blah. I got a few emails saying, um, asking me to schedule. An interview and then in the evening i got this email from this company the company where i work now asking me if i would be free the next day to have an interview um, and i was out with a friend and i thought yeah sure i'll be i'll be at home tomorrow uh, so i did this interview and to be honest with you like the first impact was this is too difficult Because they told me you would you would be developed. We're looking for a Mac developer. And already I thought I've never even seen what it looks like to develop for Mac. I've always done iOS. Um, And also the the um, yeah, there were just some things where I thought this is not what I learned. So I felt really uncomfortable with the idea of taking the job. Also because it was like a medical uh, company. So I thought I don't know it doesn't sound like something for me. So I did the interview and the next day um, the HR person sent me an email saying look we would like to schedule a second interview uh, with one of our senior developers to have like a technical uh, person on the call to ask you some questions. So I was really nervous um, because I had no idea what kind of questions I would get asked, because at that point, I'd only done tutorials and little projects. I had no idea what like a real working environment was like. Uh, so the interview lasted about an hour, but I was quite surprised because even though up until that point, I thought, I hate this. I don't understand it. This is not for me. Everyone else is so much better than I am. I give up. When the senior developer asked me the questions, even though I would not be able to sit down and write good code to solve that problem, I knew the logic on how to solve that problem. And that gave me a huge confidence boost. Like when I realized here's a senior developer asking me questions that I know how to answer, even if the answer is not perfect, I understand the question, And even though maybe I can't go and write the code right now, I've done it before. Like the things he's asking me, I've seen. I have them in my files. I can go and reference back. I know how it works. Um, So yeah, I I did that interview and a couple of hours later they called, offered me the job. And that was a Friday night and started on Monday a month ago. And it's been amazing. It's been, honestly, From the first few days, it was still really difficult, like even just opening a project the size of the one we're working on, it was really daunting. But then you realize everyone out there, even if they are senior developers, they just have more experience. We are all struggling with something. Like what they are doing, they are going at the same speed as we are with our easier tasks. So like this whole idea of programmers who just sit down and type away for 12 hours, it just doesn't exist. It's like a constant research, understanding what you're doing before you do it, understand why something doesn't work, being able to fix the problem, find a solution, knowing where to go to find a solution. Um, And I have zero background Terrible at math. My logic thinking is good, but when I was at school, it was terrible. So, like solving problems for like math or algebra problems, I was the worst. So I always grew up with this idea, I'm bad at this. But I still thought I'm gonna I'm gonna try it anyway. I just wanna see what it's like. So my advice is to anyone out there looking for a job or thinking that they're not good enough or that they they're thinking of giving up is just keep going. Everybody feels like this at some point that this is not for me. I mean, there are days when I still think that this is not for me, but then you just have to accept it's part of the job. There's always going to be days where you feel good about it. Days when you feel bad about it, you're going to go to bed without having solved bugs and you're gonna have nightmares and then there's gonna be days where everything feels easy and it's gonna be a good day. Just keep going. I think the the biggest uh, misconception on programming is it's for some people and not for others. And what I've seen is it's just a skill like anything else. The longer you spend on it, as long as you're motivated and as long as you actually spend, because it's not just about how how long You spend on it it's making sure that you're spending quality time like if you're spending 10 hours a day and all you're doing is copying stuff from a tutorial without understanding it that is 10 hours wasted basically it's making sure that don't think about how long it's taking just go in small steps and move on only when you think okay i've understood this You don't need to remember it. You don't need to know how to sit down and write a whole app by yourself. Just make sure you understand it. Build small apps so you have code to reference if you need to in the future. And yeah, just get rid of this idea of it isn't for me because I think if you've got beyond the point, if if you've been doing it for a few months and you're still doing it, it is for you. Because if you're gonna give up, if it's not for you, you'll give up straight away, I think. That's uh, that's my advice, so just keep going, because in the end, at the end it is just a job, and it is just a skill. Don't get too emotional about it. Keep learning. When the time is right, it'll work out. Sorry, that's a very long so answer.
0: It is, it is very inspiring. Uh, you are inspiration for a lot of people. <laughs> Who wants to come into the tech world and who wants to understand, who wants to learn uh, technology and uh, wants to be part of it. Um, uh, uh, people who are already into tech, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it may help uh, it may help them uh, in understanding it better uh, faster. But uh, actually, you took uh, it to the next level having no uh, idea about what exactly it is it it is your own interest and it is on your passion and your own uh, time uh, and you 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 are driving your own car and you reach uh, where you want to reach so it's it's really amazing and thanks for telling for uh, the the entire process how you started and uh, how uh, you got the success so yeah
1: sure it, it, it's you know what it is it's There's a lot of tutorials out there. I think the thing that helped me the most was not so much learning programming, but finding a path to get employed. Because I think that's where there isn't that much information out there. You know, everybody can do the tutorials, but then when it comes to actually getting a job, I think that like the most important thing is not how good are you as a developer, because if you are looking for your first job, you're not going to be good, right? They don't expect you to be good at it immediately. The most important thing is, how good are you at learning? How quick can you look at the problem and think of how you might solve it? How are you going to try it out to see if it works? How will you know if it works? I think those are the things that made the difference and that that make the difference when looking for the first job. Because looking for the first job is the hardest thing because you've got no experience. Getting an interview is even uh, already a bit of a miracle in itself. Getting a second interview is almost impossible. It feels almost impossible. Um, But it's just that you have no work experience to show. So don't focus on that. But also keep in mind if they are hiring a junior developer they know because basically every most developers will be self-taught because yeah, I mean, it depends what your, what kind of, uh, development you do, but at least from my experience, like iOS developers mostly are self-taught. Uh, also cause it's a language that's like, it's constantly being updated. And as a, as a developer, you know, like you always have to keep you up to date. You're always learning new stuff every day. Um, so yeah, I think it's about focus and show your confidence in the fact that you you've taught yourself so just like you've taught yourself all of the things necessary to get that first interview you can continue teaching yourself everything you need to to be good at the job if you get it
0: so uh, if you want me to put uh, your web links uh, it can be github or or, uh, or whatever the the, the LinkedIn or your website, your Twitter, I'll put in the description of this video. People uh, who want who, who, uh, who wants to connect with you can connect with you and can see the work that you're doing.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, I'm not really putting anything on um, uh, on GitHub anymore, but uh, my Twitter account, uh, yeah, for sure. If anybody wants to uh, drop me a message or connect, I'll be very happy to.
0: So, at last, what do you say about my questioning in this conversation?
1: Oh, it was it was really good for me. It was it's the first time um, getting asked these kinds of questions. Although, because you got in touch because of the uh, tweet I sent out uh, about a month ago, which kind of went a bit viral, um, and I got hundreds of uh, of comments and messages, and everybody was asking me the same question of how did you do it? How did you get a job after only 10 months? But I think that that's only one side. That's only one side. It's, it's not how did I get the job after 10 months, is it's how do you build that confidence step by step to eventually put yourself into an interview There's no secret to getting a job it's just very very small steps one at a time so it was interesting when you asked me those questions because you made me even question some of my own choices like some of the things that i just took for granted or didn't even really think about um, when starting out like why did i choose ios or stuff like this it was kind of interesting for me to uh, go back although it's not that long ago Um, and uh, yeah it it helped me to rebuild this uh, this journey. And also uh, one last thing I want to say is the journey itself, especially towards the end, when you start applying for jobs, that is the hardest part. Because when you've spent a lot of time and possibly even money on tutorials and you put yourself out there looking for a job and you get constant rejections, that is the hardest part because it just destroys your confidence and it makes you feel like, okay, I give up. So to anybody out there, I say that is where you need to toughen up because that is the hardest part. Like the end of it is not fun, but when you do eventually get the job, it will all be worth it. And it's actually easier, like when you have a job, you have just one thing to work on and the direction. It's actually much easier. I think that stage where you're doing tutorials, you're not really sure what you should do next. It's kind of hard. In a job, I think it's a bit easier. So, uh, unless have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? Uh, I checked very, very briefly the first time you sent me a message. Cause when we, when we were in touch, I wasn't at home or oh, I get the, I get the tweets and always see them at, uh, at awkward times. So I'm opening stuff on my phone. Um, but yes, actually I, I haven't, I've checked out your channel, but I don't think I've watched, uh, you have some other interviews there, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I took more than 500 plus interviews of different country people who are into different professions and uh, who are into tech world for like 30 years, 20 years, 25 years. uh, You got 500 videos on your
1: YouTube channel. Yes. Wow. Okay. Then maybe it wasn't the YouTube channel that they saw. Let me see. Uh, I think it was from the website. You can All see right, well, uh, Smart
0: Cherry Thoughts on YouTube, Smart you, Cherry
1: Thoughts. Oh, that's what it is because you've got multiple, you, oh, Smart Cherry Thoughts YouTube. Let me see yeah. if this is what I saw. Oh, wow, you do have a lot. Okay, well, I'm going to spend, going to spend some time going through this. This seems really interesting. So do you have any do you have any other interviews scheduled this week?
0: Yeah, a lot uh, I have videos with CEOs of uh, the startups and uh, people, according to other programming languages also. I want to know how the things are working. Like you people are inspiring. so I want to put uh, uh, you people on the platform and tell the world how your journey went. It may it, even if it, if, it, if it changes one person's perspective, and it helps them in uh, developing their skills, and if uh, uh, they grow, that will be great.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, thank you very much for uh, for having me on. I mean, it's been uh, it's been it's been really it's been really enjoyable uh, talking about this with you. Good experience, and I hope it helps someone so, out
0: there. Hundred percent. So can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission?
1: Of course, of course. Feel free to put it wherever you like.
0: Yeah, and also can I put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, uh, and uh, social media everywhere with your permission? Sure, of course. Yeah, and uh, thanks, Alex. Keep going, keep doing what you love, and keep inspiring people. And uh, if you want to share anything uh, uh, about the development and uh, about uh, what you learned uh, through my medium, Uh
1: yeah. Sure. We'll we'll do an update one year from now to see how it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. Well thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.